The House of Chanel stands at 31 Rue Combon, a shrine to its dead creator, yet also a living, thriving temple of 21st century fashion, the destination for pilgrims who travel here from all around the world. Outside, dusk falls on a grey, wintry afternoon in Paris, the darkness and the drizzle mingling into an early twilight, the shadows of the surrounding buildings lying heavy on the narrow street. Inside, the air is perfumed and warm in the ground-floor boutique, a cocoon of luxury lined with cream surfaces and silvered mirrors, the customers hovering like hummingbirds above glass cases of enticing jewel-coloured lipsticks or swooping on rails of silk-lined tweed jackets. Their eyes dart towards the film projection of the latest collection, comparing what they see in the shop with what is portrayed on the screen and perhaps, in their mind's eye, a vision of themselves transformed, dressed all in Chanel. You can watch the video reflected in the mirrors, too, the porcelain-faced models riding on a white and gold carousel. But instead of wooden horses galloping in a ceaseless circle, there are the famous symbols of Coco Chanel. Pearls and camellias, and the interlocked double C logo. As the carousel revolves on the screen... The reflections in the mirrors are also spinning, and for a few seconds, everything is in movement. Nothing seems solid at all. This is as you would expect in the heart and headquarters of an international fashion brand, where mutability is integral to its business of selling new stock every season. Yet there must always be something immediately familiar, suggestive of an iconography that denotes heritage and enduring value. The contradictions of such an enterprise are unavoidable. It's a balancing act between constant change and constancy, as is evident in Coco Chanel's own observations on the business of fashion. A dress is neither a tragedy nor a painting. It is a charming and ephemeral creation, not an everlasting work of art. Fashion should die and die quickly in order that commerce may survive. The more transient fashion is, the more perfect it is. You can't protect what is already dead. And yet Mademoiselle Chanel protected her house. And here it still stands. Beside the entrance to the boutique is another doorway, closed to the public by a discreet dark-suited security guard, though opened for select couture clients, who ascend Chanel's mirrored staircase when they come for private fittings in the hushed salon on the first floor. Not a trace of dust or dirt marks the shining floor, and the ivory walls are perfectly smooth, as befits a ceremonial space where pieces from the current couture collection hang on rails, veiled in white shrouds like novitiates. Beyond here, the staircase continues to rise through the centre of the house, up to the place where Chanel watched her fashion shows unfold, hidden from the audience below, yet seeing everything beneath her, perched close to the top of the spiralling stairs. Pause for a moment on the staircase, and it gives you the strangest sensation. The mirrors are simultaneously reflecting from all angles. There is no escape from the sight of your body bisected, slivers of face and limbs. So you must watch yourself as you climb the flight to the second floor, to the unmarked mirrored double doors that lead into Mademoiselle Chanel's private apartment. Open the door, and it is as if she has never left the building. For here is her sanctuary, polished and preserved, 
decades after her death on the 10th of January 1971. You might call it a mausoleum, but 